Merritt Street, we're building a new morning show where our guiding principle is to always value your time. We'd love for you to join us. Be part of our community. Each morning will be packed full of news, information, advice, and a lot of fun. And we promise we'll never waste your time. I'm Dominique Soxa. I'm Fanchon Stinger. Join us for Morning on Merritt Street. 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Essential Television. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil, she's lied about their father's death. Well, guess who's on the phone? Steve Sr. She's altered checks. You added a 9 to the 50. And... This makes me want to say, forget it. If you want to get self-righteous and storm off of here, knock yourself out. I don't care. She's got a real attitude. You don't even know what it took to come here. I've seen this act for me about a hundred times. Get out of my life. Let's do it. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. This is a safe place to talk about hard things. Stand by, Dr. Phil. I'll try to be an emotional compass and point you in the right direction. In five, four. I am not giving up on you. How are you doing? Thanks very much. Lisa says that she was lied to by a psychotic sociopath named Sarah. I do believe about 95% of what Sarah says is a lie. Jeff says his family could be in serious danger because of Sarah's lies. I have become afraid for my own family because of the lies Sarah has told. Junior says he had to get a protection order against Sarah last Monday and is pressing charges against her for writing false checks in his name. Sarah wrote bad checks totaling somewhere around $15,000. Steve says he was also lied to by this scam artist, Sarah. I don't feel like the Dr. Phil show has enough chairs in the audience to seat all the people that Sarah has scammed and lied to. Well, the people you just heard from are all family members of Sarah who say they're ready to completely cut ties with her for good. This is Sarah. She admits to writing bad checks, telling multiple lies, including pretending to be a nurse and posting a picture on Facebook in her Hello Kitty scrubs. She even went as far as faking her own father's death and posting it on Facebook to gain sympathy. Sarah is just a compulsive liar. Her whole life is surrounded around lies and I don't think she knows any other way. I believe she is a sociopathic liar and I believe she could be psychotic. Sarah can lie to your face. Sarah's an extreme scam artist was still from her family, her grandparents, her best friend, her husband. At one point, she told me that her employer was allowing her to pay bills on his credit card and that he was going to take it out of her check. I'm very impulsive and I want to do something. I, I want to do it, whether it means lying to somebody, bouncing a check, hurting people. She writes bad checks to get cars, to have a wedding, to get anything. I bounce checks to get houses and apartments. I didn't want to sleep outside. I didn't want to be homeless. If I tried to give you an amount of money, of bad checks that I bounced, I don't know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I don't feel like my sister's mentally stable. Sarah has been caught for check fraud, and somehow Sarah just never gets in trouble. Her 
lies are just so good that even the police believe her. I could be caught red-handed and I'll just keep denying it and I'll lie to cover up that lie. I believe when it comes down to Sarah's lies, schemes, and manipulation, I don't believe we've even scratched the surface. Well, we're going to talk to all those people who have an issue with Sarah later on. But first, even though Sarah has recently started to admit some of her lies, she actually says she's the one that's upset with her sister Lisa for acting like Little Miss Perfect. Growing up, Lisa and I, are, we were pretty close. Over the years, my relationship with Lisa has changed a lot. I do not trust Sarah. Lisa's pulled away from me because of my lifestyle. She never answers her phone when I call. I do tend to ignore Sarah. I have a lot going on in my life. To be able to get the energy to listen to some of the things Sarah has up her sleeve, it takes a lot out of me. It comes off that she thinks she's better than me. I don't feel like I'm better than her. I have some better things going on in my life, like graduating college, having a job, and having a stable relationship. I'm very jealous of her. If I was not her sister, she would not even look at me. I love Sarah to death, but I cannot say that I have any respect for Sarah or the things she does. Okay. Uh, Lisa, you wrote in to the show, and you have an objective, a goal. What is it? To get Sarah help. Do you need help? Yes. So okay. I, I want to talk about two things today. I, I want to talk about what you do, but I also want to talk about why you do it. How does one tell in dealing with you whether you're lying or telling the truth? You can't. Um, sometimes I can't. Well, here are some of the things that you admit to. You admit that you lied about your dad's death. Yes. You just told people he was dead. I mean, yes, I did. And did you tell siblings he was dead? Yes. Okay. Take me through the moment. I know we're just on point one, and we got pages of this, but take me through the moment that you decide, I'm going to tell my brother that our father is dead. Um, Take me through the moment that you thought, here's a good idea. I, I don't really remember the exact moment. Yes, you do. What I was your objective? What was your goal? What were you trying to do? It wasn't about them. It wasn't about, um, it was about, like, I convinced myself that that was happening. I cried as if that had happened to myself. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, I was Is this because you're a method actor or you're delusional? No. Well, it's one of the two, right? And I know I mean, that either... I think that people think that this is funny, but it's not funny. No, you know this what? is serious. You know what? Before you get on your high horse, let me tell you something. They're thinking, they're, they're laughing about the outrageousness of it. They're not laughing because it think, they think it's funny, because there's not anybody in this room that thinks it's funny for a sibling to tell their brother or sister that their parent has died. Nobody finds humor in that. What they find humor in is the outrageousness of it. And my question to you, you said, I believed it. So that means you are either delusional, you deluded yourself into believing it, or you are a method actor, which many liars are. I'm trying to understand. I forced myself to believe that and feel that so I didn't have to feel what I was feeling. And you didn't care about Lisa or Steve or no, anybody else. No, I did not. I did okay. not care at that gotcha. moment. Gotcha, gotcha. 
Okay, you, you lied about your profession, saying you were a nurse. I have lied about my profession. Not I lie about it consistently. I have lied about it. Well, that seems like a distinction without a difference. You mean you're not, you're not currently pretending to be a nurse. No. But you have in the past. Yes, when people have said, what do you do for a living? I say, okay. I'm a nurse. Told people that your son was a product of rape? Yes, I have. And your goal and objective... One lie, I always have to tell another lie to cover up another lie, to cover up another lie, to cover up another lie. And that was the end result of that lie. Okay, you forged checks. I've bounced checks in my own name and I've bounced checks in my husband's name, yes. But you forged checks. Yes, I've forged checks in his name. Okay, it, you, know, you said you came here for help. Yes, I have forged this, checks in his this, name, yes. This is the help because yes. you can't change what you don't acknowledge. You've taken other people's checks and forged the amounts and or signatures and or both in order to get money. Yes. The brother Sarah lied to about their father's death is actually here and he says that he'll never forgive his sister. We're gonna start getting down to the reality of this situation when we come back. on Facebook, mm -hmm. Sarah's a piece of shit. She will always be a piece of shit. Oh, yes, absolutely. Did you not say yes, that? Yes, then why are yes, you here if you believe that? Because I believe you're a piece of that needs help. Oh. And later, Stephen Jr. went two agonizing days believing his father was dead. Well, guess who's on the phone right now? Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil. Her sister is raising her daughter. Did you choose drugs over your daughter? At this time, I'm clean and sober. Is she a fit mother? You gave this to your daughter. And I said, no hoodie. We don't want her in a hoodie, but this is okay. You got arrested. You're on probation. I am not. This says you are on probation. What will a drug test reveal? You are not what I would consider drug-free. That's Monday. I believe Sarah does suffer from a mental disorder. She will take your money, and Sarah has no remorse. When I get caught, on the outside, it looks like I don't have any remorse, but on the inside, I'm a mess. It's so shameful, it's so embarrassing, it's almost like, where do you go, what do you do? Well, Lisa is here, and she says her sister Sarah is a sociopathic liar who she believes is actually psychotic. And Sarah admits she has a problem with telling the truth, but doesn't know how to stop spinning her never-ending web of lies. Now, Sarah's brother Steve says she has been lying since they were children, but recently, he says she crossed the line. Last week, I got a bunch of texts on my phone late at night, and they said, 911, call your sister. My father had died. I was completely devastated. I was upset because I didn't get to say goodbye to my father. Stephen was so distraught. I felt just awful for my brother. Sarah explained that she had seen my father after he died and signed his release form for the funeral home to pick him up. Sarah even went on Facebook and wrote, my brother and I have just lost my father. I just wanted to go to the hospital and see him one last time before the funeral home took him. Later on that night, I got a call from my stepmother and she said, well, hold on, let me put you on the phone with your father. This was absolutely just another one of Sarah's scams. I made up a lie about my father's death. I am very furious at Sarah. When I informed everybody that my father was still alive 
Sarah then told people, don't listen to my brother, he is a drug addict and he hasn't slept for four days. Stephen is a heroin addict. Sarah is fabricating a lie. I've never done heroin. Sarah's just not all there. She's completely out of her mind. Well, Steve's girlfriend, Sherry, is also here. Let's all attack Sarah and say what we feel about Sarah, but I can share how I feel as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you like so to do? So if we're here to help me, then we're here to help me, right? Mm-hmm. Or, but you're, you're really not here to help me. Oh, I'm pissed off as I, That's fine, and I would be pissed off too, and uh, I came here ready to have people be angry. You came here for pity. Angry. Yeah, I'm not sorry for I you. I came here for pity. Listen, I'm not sorry for oh, you. I came here. I don't want you to be sorry yeah, for me. Let me ask you a question. You let said, me explain you something to you first that you of seen all. me do? So what, what, why are what you, have you here? Me do? Can you tell me why you're here? Because I'm here to save your life, oh, Sarah. Oh, but 26 minutes before 10.32 last night on Facebook, I, I screenshot it. I told you it. you would be dead to me no, if you don't come. you stated on Facebook, mm-hmm. Sarah's a piece of She will always be a piece of Oh, yes, absolutely. Did you not say that? Then why are you here if you believe that? Because I believe you're a piece of that needs help. Oh. What am I? What Let's get to what I am. I want to know what you Let's are. Let's get to what I am. I what have a question you? for you. You said I have you an believe I'm a heroin addict from things that you've seen me do. Please respond. What have you seen me do? Okay, let, let me let me just be what? real clear. Hang on a minute. Okay. Just, let's just be real clear. This is a complete and total manipulation, which is a deflection. We're starting to talk about some things that are really uncomfortable for me. So I need to start a damn fight here. I need to start pointing fingers. I need to get somebody else. Absolutely. Because what has happened is we're now not talking about her. Exactly. Do you think he's earned the right to be a bit upset yes, with you? Yes, absolutely. I think that I, I'm not discounting that he should be upset. And I want, I'm not discounting that. This is just hard. But He thinks like when he says that I came here for pity, like you don't even know what it took to come here. You have no idea how hard it was to come here. I'm sorry. How long I sat at the airport for and almost didn't get on the plane. I missed my first flight. I wasn't going to come here, and I didn't come here Mm -hmm. because I was going to be dead to you or I was going to be dead to you. I came here because I don't don't understand anymore in my own self. And you don't know how that feels Mm -hmm. like you guys could be angry and sad, but imagine not understanding why you do things. You ask Sarah, people why I've, seen, why I've seen this act from you before about a hundred times. They get out of my life. I, I'm sorry. Because this oh, is, I have absolutely. never stepped up and I said, hey, no I'm problem. sick. I need help. I've never done that. You don't yes, have, you have to. And I'm not angry at you. I'm honestly oh. not angry for the fact that I know that you have psychological issues. And I know when someone is mentally unstable and has some psychological issues that it's not, they're, most of the stuff they're doing, they're not even doing it on purpose. And I'm not angry, I'm sad. I am so sad for you that you have this going on. I am so sad that you can't control and you don't have a normal life. You live this web of lies and that's all you've ever lived is lies after lie after lie. I wanna talk about what it is that got you so upset. And I have an email exchange here between the two of you. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna begin it where you say, you will never know what you put me through, and for that, I will never forgive you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, this is when she has told you that your father died. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when you were informed that your father died, how did you feel? It, I just broke down in tears. I couldn't take it. I, it devastated me. You say, mm-hmm. Stephen... I'm going to bed. You should do the same. I don't understand why you're having such a hard time accepting this. 
to which you say, because you can't offer me one shred of evidence and everything you've said can't be verified. Stephen, I'm in the same boat as you. Same boat. So that makes me a liar? You say, oh my God, dude, just stop. This is an all-time low, even for you. You need help, and honestly, I feel sorry for you. You felt the need to do all of this? I really do. You will never know what you put me through, and for that, I will never forgive you. Where do you come up with this stuff? Then there's this insertion, she said you were in denial. Who are you talking about? I don't know. She was referring to my mother. Yeah. I told a lie, got caught, he knows the truth, but I'm sticking with it. You're in denial. Accept it. He's dead. Mm -hmm. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Stay with it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, guess who's on the phone right now? Steve Sr., are you dead? Uh, no, not yet. And later, what you did here was you went and added a nine to the 50 so you could scam $900. So Stephen Jr. Uh, went two agonizing days believing his father was dead. Well, guess who's on the phone right now? Steve Sr., are you there? Yeah. Are I'm you Dr. Phil? Are you dead? Uh, <laughs> no, not yet. Steve, how did you learn that you had that others had been told you were dead? Well, apparently, little Steve had been over at a friend's house, which is a friend of my wife's son, and uh, he called and said that Steve was over there and upset, and was told that I was dead. So I called him up on the phone, and he didn't even believe I was it's me <laughs> that was talking to him. You know, he went to see me, and I told him, you know, I'd come by the house, sit down and find out what's going on. And still yet, I'm not quite sure what's going on still. I mean, I've been talking to my family members, my brothers and sisters, up till late last night, uh, calling them and hearing the same thing. They didn't believe it was me on the phone. They, they were told I was dead. How do you feel about the fact that she said you were dead? Dr. Phil, <laughs> that's kind of a hard one to answer because, uh, I mean, my heart first goes out to, you know, a lot of my fans, but it goes out to Steve first because, uh, you know, I talked to him, I've seen him, I heard him, I've seen the pain he's in, and, and for her to put him through that and keep it up and go into full details about how to keep my body and, I just mortuary and being cremated, uh, weighed 90 pounds. I died on the couch at some guy's house. Uh, she just kept the story going and going, and, and yes, you, you know. No, I didn't. What did I say? As you're talking, she's denying part of this. Did you say he was in the mortuary? Um, I, said no. he was, I said he was in the oh. morgue, but I never said that I'd seen his body. Okay, did you say that you, that he was cremated? No, I said that we, that um, we would cremate him. And yes. did you say you were paying half of that, $1,000 to have him cremated? I said that I would, yes. 
I didn't say that I had, or that and, I did, and I didn't say that he died on the couch. I never said she that. She also said to other people that, that, no, I wasn't cremated yet because only half was paid, and she had to come up with the I other did half. not say half was paid. I said that nothing had been paid. That's what I said. But you needed the money to pay because they wouldn't let you see our father's I didn't body. ask for money. I said that I was oh, coming didn't? up with money. Who did I ask for money from? Well, my mother told me that you already received money from a friend. No, I did not. Call mom oh. right now. No, I did not. Okay. You did say he was dead, and you told your brother. Why? I said I want to talk about what you did and why. I what don't. you did was tell your brother that his father was dead and put him through one of the most agonizing things we go through in life that he's now going to have to go through again if he outlives his father. So he gets to do that twice, thank you. Now, why did you do that? I don't know why I did it. Well, just if you did know why. At the time, I wanted to... I, it wasn't about anybody else. It was about me, okay, well, selfishly look, about me. Look at me, tell me. And tell I, me how it's about you to tell him that his father's dead and put him through that. I don't know why. Grief. If I knew why, I wouldn't be here. That's why I'm here. I don't know why. We're finding out. Okay. This is part of the so question. You're going to keep asking me the same yes. question. I'm going to give you the same answer. I yes. don't know why. That's why I'm here. Well, uh, then, <laughs> then that's why you're here and you're in the right place. You had a reason. You, you picked up the phone and delivered this message rather than picking up the phone and ordering a pizza or picking up the phone and calling a friend. You picked up the phone and delivered the message that your father was dead. Don't tell me you don't know why, I because don't. you do. No, I don't. So this was just a random act. It could have been, you just, you just, you just pick up the phone and just erped it up. You had no idea that you were getting ready to do that. It just, this, my father's dead. You just said that you had, you had no, it was no premeditation. You didn't know when you dialed that phone what you were gonna say. No, I knew what I was going to say when I dialed the phone. I, I don't know why that, why that lie. Well, what is it you were trying to deflect from or get away from? I was going, I was in pain. I couldn't, I was in pain. Okay, and what was your pain about? I, my, my marriage was ending. My husband wasn't home. It was like three in the morning. He hadn't been home in days and I was alone. Okay, so you see, I kept asking you five or six times and you do have an answer. You have an answer. You said, I did it because I was in pain. My marriage was falling apart. I was feeling lonely. And I just did this. I wanted, like, I know that at that moment, I wanted to stop feeling what was really happening. And, like, uh, dealing with something that's not real, it still hurts, but it's easier to deal with than it's real. So you thought it was easy to escape into a fantasy than deal with the reality. Yeah, it is. For me, it is. It is easier for me. Okay, that's, that's helpful to me. That's informative to me. I, 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 I put that on my list. Um, so you remember that forged check we talked about? Well, we're going to take a closer look at it because the man who owns the account is here. In fact, it's Sarah's third husband. He found out the truth about his wife when the cops busted down their door with guns drawn pointed right at him. We'll be right back. All of my problems with Junior have been between lying and writing bad checks. I was arrested. The police came to my house around 7 o'clock in the morning and they kicked open my door. My greatest fear is that I'll go to prison and lose my freedom over what she's done. And later, I distrust her so much that I put a password on my son's social security number <sighs> so Sarah can't steal his identity. Closed captioning provided by... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 
Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sarah is 27 years old and has been married three times. I believe Sarah has lied and scammed all of her husbands. When she first got with her current husband, she told him that she had grandparents who had passed and that she would be receiving an inheritance. Our grandparents are alive and well. It actually ashames me to see what Sarah is doing to everybody. Well, Sarah has already been through two failed marriages. Now, husband number three says he doesn't understand what he did to deserve a wife like Sarah. Take a look. Sarah is very much a compulsive liar. All of my problems with Junior have been between lying and writing bad checks. I first knew that there was a problem when I started seeing things that didn't add up. Eight months ago, I wrote a bad check for $9,000 for my wedding. The lady that I wrote the check to for the wedding coordination has filed a lawsuit. I'm being sued for $10,000. I do not have that kind of money. Two months ago, I was arrested. The police came to my house from around 7 o'clock in the morning and they kicked open my door. They drew a gun and detained me. I was taken to jail. Recently, I found a check that was written for $50 to my husband. My brother gave me a check on our wedding day for $50. I put a nine in front of it and I deposited it. Junior was furious. The night that he found out about it, he went crazy on me. I feel betrayed, humiliated. Last week, Junior presented a restraining order on me. My greatest fear is that I'll go to prison and lose my freedom over what she's done. I'm his wife, he's my husband. I need help and he turned his back on me. Well, Sarah's third and current husband, Junior, is going to join us via Polycom. Junior, she actually robbed your bank in this situation, right? She took a check and forged it. Yeah, she did. Uh, how much? The $9,000 check. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the first instance of when I found out that she was writing bad checks. Okay, and that was for the wedding, correct? Yeah, that was for the wedding. Okay. And you admit that, right? Yes. But then that wasn't the last. That was just the first check, right? Mm -hmm. There's been, I think, two or three And that since. did hit the fans. Mm -hmm. So you'd think big wake-up call there. Yeah. But that yeah. didn't stick because, because, because you did. In fact, I, I actually have it. There is this check that was... Junior, this was for $50, correct? Yes. Yes, sir, it was. Yeah, this, this was a wedding gift check. And what you did here was you went and added a 9 to the 50 
So you could scam $900, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And did you deposit it or cash it? What did you do with it? I deposited it. You deposited it. And it, it got actually added to your account, right? Yes. So they missed the fact that it said $50 here. Uh, they just read the number up there, 900 bucks. And so you, at that point, had stolen $900. Yes. And this was from someone that gave you a gift. Yes. So someone gives you a gift, and rather than a thank you note, you steal $900 from them. Yes, that's what I did. I've been doing this for so long. I can't remember when I haven't been like this. I can't, this has been a, I didn't just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm gonna go bounce checks and do check fraud. Oh, I'm gonna hurt my husband. I'm gonna break my sister's heart. I'm gonna bring my brother to his knees. I didn't wake up one day and just say like, this sounds like a good idea, let's do it. This has been progressive and progressive. And pro I can remember lying about serious things as early as like seven years old, okay? That's how, that's how long ago I can remember. Yeah, but you didn't wake up one day and say don't. Either, no, did I you? didn't, because it's like one lie after another. <laughs> I didn't want to come out here and put my guard up, but I feel like my guard is up, and I feel like this makes me like want to say, forget it. Like, I, I do, knock yourself out, do whatever you want. <laughs> And if you want to get self-righteous and sanctimonious and storm off of here, knock yourself out. I don't care. But I'm going to tell you the truth one time in your life, whether you like it or whether you don't. And, you know, you can play the, oh, I'm just getting humiliated. You humiliate yourself with your conduct. You do that to you. I'm they not, don't do it to I you. I don't do it to you. they are humiliating me or that you are humiliating me. I said I was prepared for this. I was prepared to be humiliated. I was prepared for this to hurt. Mm -hmm. The things that I've done to him, I, I don't know how I'll begin to repair that. I don't. I don't know how I'll begin to fix that. I don't. How do you apologize to people? Like, it's, it seems almost like it's slapping them in the face to say, I'm sorry. Well, here's a suggestion. Stop doing it. You own it. You stop doing it. You stop justifying it and you stop getting on a high horse when somebody has the audacity to call it what it is. Mm -hmm. It's lying, cheating, stealing, and betraying. That's what it is. That, that's what it is. And, and you say it's ridiculous that he puts a restraining order against you? My God, I, you are abusing him. I, I mean, you're stealing money from him. You're lying to him. Did you tell him that you were that you were going to get an inheritance? Yes, I did. When we, when we very first... Well, yes, I did. doesn't matter yeah. when or Was how. Was that true? No. L let's, let's take a break here. Lisa's husband, Jeff, says that if I invited everyone Sarah scammed to the show, that we'd have to do it at the L.A. Coliseum. We're going to see why he is so upset with her next. I have become afraid for my own family because of the lies Sarah has told. I've never done anything to show that I can't be trusted with my nieces and nephews. 
Sarah has burned so many bridges, hurt so many people. One day she's gonna hurt the wrong person and they're gonna wanna turn around and retaliate against her. I'm afraid that somebody could come after our family or come after Sarah when she is with our family. If Sarah is capable of lying about her father's death, she could be capable of taking my children and claiming they're hers. My biggest concern is what's next. Monday on an all new Dr. Phil. Her sister is raising her daughter. Did you choose drugs over your daughter? At this time, I'm clean and sober. Is she a fit mother? You gave this to your daughter. And I said, no hoodie. We don't want her in a hoodie, but this is okay. You got arrested. You're on probation. I am not. This says you are on probation. What will a drug test reveal? You are not what I would consider drug free. That's Monday. Closed captioning provided by the first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. Well, Lisa's husband, Jeff, is so fed up that he has banned his sister-in-law from their home. You've been listening to all of this. What, what do you have to add? The, the, the emotions that, that her lies create in a household of a sister who cares so much and, and a brother who's been obviously mortified with the passing of his father, the, it, it hurts. I mean, it affects a household in the... You know, because everybody comes to Alicia. She's like the, the jail that holds the family together. And everything that happens with Sarah or Stephen comes through her. And, and, it, and it affects your daily life. You have a child, right? Mm -hmm. A seven-year-old son? Uh-huh. Uh, but you don't have custody. No. Why? Um, I, I let him live with his father. I couldn't take care of him when I was 20. And do you have a relationship with him now? No. But you say you send letters and gifts and that sort of yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but they are returned. Yes, his father returns them. Because we actually have a statement from your first husband. Okay. He said, and he says, Sarah told our son she would send him money. She never sent him a card or a letter. I would absolutely allow letters and packages to get to him. She doesn't send any. I distrust her so much that I put a password on my son's social security number uh. so Sarah can't steal his identity. So your first husband says, well, he's worried about you stealing your son's identity. He says you protected his password. Okay, well. I... His social security number with a password. Okay, well, I, I don't know why. I would never, I wouldn't do that. Whose identity have I ever stolen? Well, let's talk to Sherry. I'm Mine. sorry, did he? How did I steal your identity? My Sprint account, I deactivated a phone I let her use when I moved in with her because she was nice. I thought you were normal. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out I meet your brother, and your brother tells me that you scam people. Well, I go to turn off the cell phone. That the day I turn it off, you called Sprint pretending to be me. I did. But I've never met anyone like you in my life. I so basically, I'm in the hole almost $2,000. That's identity theft. Yes. Right, well, I'm, I'm, you, you've got to start telling yourself the truth. When I think of truth. identity theft, I think of 
like using someone's social and going in and becoming them and doing these things. That's, that's the way that I've reasoned with it. Isn't that what you did with her? I mean, it's, it's clear identity theft. Yeah, that's what I did. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to find out what Sarah says happened in her past that could be a trigger for this kind of behavior. We're going to talk about why people lie when they lie. We'll be right back. As far back as I can remember, I've lied my way through things. This is just hard. It's scary when you don't know why you do the things you do. Like, you can't stop it. Like, in order to stop it, I would have to figure out what started it. Hey, Dr. Phil here. Did you know that more than 16 million kids in the U.S. are at risk of hunger each day? That's more than one in five children. Now, these are our neighbors, our kids that play in the neighborhood, co-workers, friends' children. The problem is closer than you would think, but so is the solution. Join me and visit feedingamerica.org hunger to find your local food bank to help. I'm Dr. Phil, and together, we are Feeding America. We can't do this show without you, our studio audience. If you are going to be in the Los Angeles area and you would like free tickets, go to drphil.com and click on Be in the Audience. Because we have a lot of fun here, don't we? Or you can call 323-461-PHIL. That's 323-461-7445. I feel like I had a very traumatic childhood. I was put in foster care. Foster care was a horrible experience for me. I feel like what I experienced growing up impacted my life greatly. I feel like what I need is help. Listen to these reasons and see if any or all of these apply to you. Because there's been a lot of research about why people lie. And I mean, everybody lies. I mean, you know, like, does this dress make me look fat? No. Uh, you know, white lies, but then there are more difficult lies. Number one, people take what is not rightfully theirs. They, they do it to get something that isn't theirs. I mean, there's a sense of entitlement. It's like, I, I want this, and I, I can't have it, so I'm going to lie to get it in some way. They do it to escape accountability. They create a fantasy, a false self-esteem to escape their mundane life. They do it to avoid punishment. Sometimes they do it to inflict pain. They do it to feel better in the moment, to steal admiration. They don't earn the admiration, they steal admiration. They do it to gain an advantage to exploit others. These are, pro these are the most common reasons that people lie. How, how would you score yourself on that list? I mean, obviously, you, you've done it to take what is not rightfully yours. I would yours. say probably like 80% of those apply to me at one time or another in yeah. mine. I don't do it to inflict pain because I actually don't intentionally want to hurt anybody. That's kind of like the weird thing about it. Like, I don't go, I don't want to hurt anybody. It's just like I, it happens and then I can't. Do you think you lack empathy? I think that I, yeah, I think, yeah. What do you say to yourself about what's got to happen for you to stop this? I don't know, like when I, like when people say you need help, I don't know what kind of help, like they keep, the whole time coming here, I kept being asked the same question. If you have one question for you, what would it be, what would it be? And then the more that I kept talking to the producers and doing my interviews, like now I kind of wonder if it's like, 
Like, if I'm fixable, I've been doing this for so long, like, at least 20 years, I've been doing this, so I don't know. Lying, the, the common element is escape. Mm -hmm. And so you gotta decide, you know, I don't wanna escape. I don't wanna escape. Uh, I wanna stop and deal with it. You know, I heard your brother say something to you at the break. Nobody else heard it, but you heard it. After everything you've done to him, all the pain you've inflicted on him, after all of his text messages saying that he'll never forgive you, what did he say to you at the break? He said that it took a lot of courage for me to come here, and he knows that. No, that isn't exactly what he said. That's he said the, it takes a lot of courage to come here, and I really respect you for that. Yes, that's the gist of it was that he knew that it took he a lot of courage. He respected you for being accountable. He respected you for putting it on the line and being here. True? True. Coming up, why Lisa says she is afraid for her children. You can cry, but I don't think you can even begin to feel the pain or the emotions that you've inflicted on your family. Closed captioning provided by... Want to know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, live strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. I want every one of you to forgive her. That doesn't mean you forget. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you expose yourself. Do you ever feel like the people that you're burning are gonna try to retaliate against you and I, hurt you somehow. And most of the time when people go after people who have done something bad, they don't hurt the person who inflicted anything on them because they want something from you. They want their money back. Do you know who they go after? I never thought about it. They so go no. after their family members, the people that they care about most. And who do you care about most? My nieces and nephews. Yeah, my children, yeah. my children. And do you ever think about the, what we go through thinking about, wow, what if someone comes after one of my kids to hurt you? Do you think about what that would do to me? No, I never Or my did. family? No. If someone came after them? I don't think you even begin, you can cry, but I don't think you can even begin to feel the pain that you have inflicted or the emotions that you've inflicted on, on your family. Not even for this last lie that you've done, but for everything you've done, everybody you've burned. And we're the ones that have to live in fear for it. You're not the only one that lives in fear for but it. I'm not the one doing it. I shouldn't be the one but living the one in fear. I understand that. I am willing to get you some very specialized help with this. People who do what you do have a really damaged self-image and a really low level of self-worth and self-esteem. Uh, because anybody that had any dignity, any self-respect, would not do what you do. And to you, I, I all say, you must love her greatly, in spite of her, love her greatly, or you wouldn't go to all of this trouble. You obviously love her and want the best for her. Do not 
trust this woman. Because I'm telling you, the best predictor of future behavior is relevant past behavior. If you want to know if she will lie and exploit you in the future, just look and see if she lied and exploited you in the past. History predicts the future. Your job is to begin one day at a time creating a new history. You create a new history. You build a new history where you say something to her, and by golly, it turned out to be right. You say you're going to do something, you show up and you do it. You, you get asked a question, you tell the truth. You live transparently and you begin to build a new history and you earn trust one step at a time. You're in over your head, I will get you help, I will get it immediately. Fair enough? <laughs> like your brother, I am very proud that you came here and did this today, this is a giant first step. And I will get you the help right away. Okay? Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much.